musician. Still milking this concept of the Kanye isms. It's intriguing to me because we've known for years that he needs some sort of attention. Medication. Well, I'm not even gonna go that far. I'm just saying attention, right? Right, because I'm, I'm gonna keep it real general, right? He needs medical attention. Yes, a medical attention, a doctor, a psychiatrist, psychologist, somebody to check on him. So if that's the case, if he truly needs all that, then I'm asking, what's he doing 24 seven? What is, what, so so when he says, man, I'm, I'm running for president, I'm gonna do it, we can do this. My question, or when he says, hey, I wanna put together a choir, or like recently, like a few weeks ago, remember something has surfaced, a video surfaced, of him with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre working on his new album, new gospel album in California with Dr. Dre. And he had his team with him and Kanye was there talking and Snoop was actually had a camera in there talking about, yo, we're here listening to some of Kanye's tracks, they fire and oh man, look out. And I'm thinking like, who's around this dude to like, either talk sense into him or ask him some questions like, hey man, you you sure you won't work with Dr. Dre on this gospel album? Because <laughs> that's the only it's producer you can work with. And and then you know Dr. Dre don't work on nothing after a while. Like he, he could work on something and if he don't feel right, he'll walk away from it after working on it for 10 years. And you know, so I'm like, what would possess you to want to go to Dr. Dre? And don't get me wrong from an artistic standpoint, the artist in me says, oh man, that would be kind of, I want to see that. I want to see what that, what they're going to do. Cause I haven't heard Dr. Dre in years. And I know Dr. Dre's musical prowess from what I've experienced in life, listening and knowing what I know about him. I'm like, you know, that would be interesting from the artistic and producer side of me. But from the, I guess, spiritual side of me, I'm kind of like, man, uh, do you, Kanye, do you, do you need, Dr. Dre? Like, is that what you needed? Is that what God was speaking to you? Man, you need to see Dr. Dre. I think I think he probably went to, I mean, like most secular artists, mm-hmm. they're going to go to what's familiar first. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to go to like Gabi or anything like that. They're going to go, they're going to start off with what they know. So they're going right. to go, if, if they're coming from the secular community, they're going to go to a Dr. Dre or you know, someone, someone from the secular world who can, who they're familiar with. And so mm. I think that that's, and if he wants to do something different, you know, cause Kanye's whole thing with this gospel choir, it wasn't to remake what's already been done. It's to do something unique and different. Right. Which you, I, uh, I'm not impressed with this thing, gospel choir. Mm-hmm. But well, go tell me, talk, talk about it, Dre, talk about it. What it, you said, you're not impressed with it. What, I'm not impressed with I'm like, I feel like it's covering up. It's like, you do still need to change. You still need to go ahead and get some mental health. You still, all this, whatever. And and then he's using this gospel call. I saw some of the, the, the video, but he's still trying to push his own political whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm just not for it. I'm not falling for it. I just, 
So you know. see a problem with working with a gospel choir? You see a problem with that artistic expression or whatever? Yeah, I, I see a problem with him trying to push the word of Christ when there is so much going off with him. There's so much off the books with him. I'm, and I don't know. It seems like he's trying to appeal to too many people. Now you run to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre to do your gospel album. That makes absolutely no sense. If had you done any research, he could have gone. He As like, had he well, because remember, Snoop did a gospel album. Don't forget, did but did you hear any of those tracks, Kelly? I didn't. Yeah, hear I, I, I did. heard a couple. I heard he did one with with Tone. Rance Allen or something like that. I think he did one of them with Rance Allen. Yeah, I did he, see that one. Yeah, I and Tone. Yeah, he. He, he did he, one with Tony. Okay, yeah, he, he had a song called "When One of My Words Are Few," and he was in a church, and then Tony was sitting in the pew singing. Well, I'm sorry, be slayed. <laughs> now he's you're good. singing. Spirit. You are good. <laughs> I'm hey. like, I just don't have time for it, man. It is, uh, I don't know. Hey. Maybe I'm 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 a bit cynical with all this stuff. I'm just like you're just not impressive to me, dude. You you say this destructive, stupid stuff, and I'm getting ready to start a gospel. I have no ears for you. I'm like, you know, <laughs> for your to- ears only. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh. Well, that that brings up another question, though. Do you think uh, secular artists who do gospel music is there is there room for them? Is there room in the gospel it- community? For you know what? Artists to do gospel I music. feel like if you truly change, I've been checking out some of um, Montel Jordan stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, he's in like he a he pastor or something like that. He, he might be, but I'm just saying. You know, he he's done. He's worked with. I mean, he completely did a swivel, a um, a pivot away from secular music, mm-hmm. where um, I guess it happened back in maybe I'm I'm throwing this out there. Mm-hmm. Late 90s, yeah, late 90s. Yeah, 99, 2000, 2001 time frame where and he just solely he just straight up so i have more ear for him i have more respect for him um mm. and, you know he was working with uh, just a lot of big name gospel talent and some people who are not as big name in the gospel genre but people who seem to be on fire or or, or mm-hmm. driven not, no 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 what's the word i'm looking for actually have some kind and a true relationship with Christ, you know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, yeah. Driven. Not, not saying that anybody's perfect, but I'm like, they actually—they're not just trying to go through the motions. They literally, you know, call to whatever they're trying to do and reach out and touch people and stuff like that. So, because um, uh, I'm blanking on the gentleman who sung the song. Um, moving forward, um, uh, Israel Houghton. No, 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 not Israel. But that's a good guess. It's somebody like. Actually, maybe it is Israel. Jonathan McReynolds or something. Was like it that. a slow song? Was it a slow song? Yeah, slow gospel song? It starts off slow, but it goes, you know, moving forward. Um, um, that sounds like Israel Holden. I think it's Israel Holden. There's a, a Mexican gentleman who wrote the song, and I think he gave it to Israel, or they performed it together, or something, but Bonzo yeah. performed it. Uh, I think it is Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, I mean, just he he's not going through the motions, if that makes sense. He's right. not trying to do this to get some pub or some whatever you want to call it. Some op or something. Anything, you know, he's trying to, he's not doing it for clout. He's not doing anything for clout. He, you know, mm. real. So I can, I can kind of rock with them a bit more. All this other stuff seems sensationalistic. Right. Mm. It's like, you talking about all this, but your life does not reflect any of this. You may, mm. uh, you know, and 
I, I'm getting ready to get negative about some personal things with his, but I'm not gonna go there. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> look at his life, look who he chooses to link himself to, mm-hmm. look at all this and how does any of this, and I'm not saying any, people can't stop and can't turn or whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's, it's erratic. Now you're over here, now you're running for president, now you're doing this, now you're doing a gospel album with Dre and Snoop, now you're doing this, now you're over here. It's erratic, <laughs> it's like very out of order. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. It's like you need to calm your thoughts down and oh, they saying that my my uh what what is what does he have his um what's his disorder oh no, no. Uh, bipolar yeah they're like he was up somewhere it's like they said my bipolar is keeping me down but my bipolar is my superpower it's oh, my superpower Lord. I ain't gonna take no medicine to, I was like these are red flags very okay. very very much so these are red flags and it's like okay all right. Mm. Well, you know what I was thinking also knowing what I do know about the concept of this MK Ultra thing and how some of these entities use these things against people um, that they want to control to control the masses Yep. what I find is that when they do these psychological things to certain people that they kind of you know, whether it's through psychotropic drugs or certain things that they do to these people. Who, who is they? When you say they, who are you referring to? Uh, he doesn't want to come out and say it, but that's who he's talking about. You say ta- say that again. In general. Uh, who are you talking about in general? That's what I mean. Um, well, yeah, I'm trying to... We're all on a podcast. I'm just going to say there are people, there are people who have not the best intentions for the masses of people who are in a, a high um, status, whether they're in leadership, it can be government, uh, any government of any sort that's controlling something, controlling a narrative, even the media, you know, you have people at the top who don't necessarily have the best intentions trying to control certain things. Music, the music industry is run by that, okay? And make no mistake, the music industry is not just a collection of creative people who all just groove. No, there's somebody at the top bankrolling and controlling. Does that make sense? So when you have, are you guys still there? I'm having a little, some sound. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So when something happens um, to an artist and it seems like they're being kind of controlled behind the scenes, I'm always, I'm always watchful of that. You know, I really want to watch and see like what is, what is being done. So I look at Kanye West and I want to know what's going on with him. I don't just think, oh, he's just sick. I think some, I believe maybe somebody got to him or groups, groups of people got to him. And because we've seen some of these telltale signs happen before. We saw even, even with Michael Jackson, you remember, I mean, waving your baby off of a high story window, or, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, running, always running, always masking up, always, you know, there's so much going on with these celebrities. And they they have handlers, they have people who are like, look, man, you, you, we put a lot of money on you. You, you don't YouTube. think, yeah, what'd you say? Say it again. Up on YouTube, you see tons of videos about it. Yeah, yeah, and they put so they put a lot of money. Tons of in the videos kind of, about what? Say it again. Tons MK of videos Ultra. about what? MK Ultra mind control. Right. Um, the music industry. 
Yes. You know, a lot of satanic stuff in the background, a lot of um, Illuminati type of things, a lot of Freemason um, iconography. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff. And it's not a high, it's not just some Mooney talk or some weirdo uh, talk. No, it's real. They they do, they, these people on, on a certain level, they don't, if you're not a part of something, they don't even, that's why you, you can be very talented as a musician. That does not matter. You know, they go after people who want to play the game. So there's a lot uh, of people who aren't and they push them. Right. You know, so when you talk about uh, Kim Kardashian West, that's not just, (laughs) I mean, there's millions of women that Kanye could have ended up with. There's millions of men that Kim Kardashian West could have gotten with. But, oh, the two of them just so conveniently, oh, they just somehow made it together. Oh, my goodness. All the Kardashians just keep finding these types of people. Well, we got a Lamar Odom, his situation. We got all these West and I'm not West. We have all these Kardashian situations. And then there and you look at all the string of men who they've had, the types of persuasions they come from, the types of people they are. And you see a lot of troubled situations, a lot of troubled souls. So, and I'm not judging any people because people, everybody got problems. I got problems, you got problems, we all got problems. But I look at the situation and I think, man, the fact that you would push this man out now for the presidential run sounds like a distraction to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like a big distraction. Who's pushing, who's pushing him out for presidential run. I mean, he's pushing himself out. Right. I would say this. I mean, I don't know who's pushing him directly out for a presidential run. I just know that his story, his situation is being used by someone to keep our attention away from something else. Agreed. So, like, when you look at the Democratic ticket, honestly, Joe Biden... He's the strongest that they have on the Democratic side. And honestly, some would, you know, you might look at that situation and say, that's very weak. You know, especially to me. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, not to cut you off, Corey. On top of that, he's not really campaigning. Uh, He hasn't chosen his vice president. And part in the back of my mind is like, he act like he already got this in the bag. So what, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, what's really good? Right. You think Kanye exactly like he already got this in the bag? No, no. Biden. 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 You yes. think he does? You think no, he does? No, he doesn't have it in a bag, but he thinks, you know, he's You think he's, very, he's acting? I'm saying it's it's he's acting as if because he's not campaigning actively. No. Not, you know what I mean? No. He has yeah. we don't know who his vice president's gonna be. Right. I'm like, so th- this this our voting is supposed to be in November, correct? Right. Yep. Keep talking, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm just saying. It just yes. it comes off strange. Come I on. wanted to talk to not to switch subjects here, but no, you're good. Switch subjects. What uh, I was looking at a movie last night. Here we go. And I heard some bu- a buzz about it on on social media, and the 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 name of the movie is Selfie Dad, with okay. uh, a comedian by the name of Michael Jr. Okay. And um, Michael's probably more well known amongst the Christian community mm-hmm. uh, than he would be probably secular community. I think he's done a couple of shows around here in Dayton. 
um, mm -hmm. in this area, but he's he's known for the most part, from what I can tell, from you know mostly largely white Christian congregations. Okay. And uh, but he's a black man, and his his name is is Michael Jr. And I've I've listened to you know a couple of his stuff, and you know he's you get a few good chuckles in there listening to him. <laughs> well, he's got this movie called <laughs> Selfie Dad that is you know, being heavily promoted on social media, I think largely due to the fact that the pandemic and uh, with movies not being able to go to the theaters. So his was kind of one that I think was being pushed to the at-home audience. And um, in the this in the movie, I, I find this to be kind of, kind of interesting to me and I just wanted to get your male opinions on it. Um, in real life, Michael Jr. is married to a black woman with five children. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the movie, it's about it, the the movie is about. I'm not not to give it away, but the movie is about <laughs> a, 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 a going through a midlife crisis. But um, he works at a television station, like a local television station and he does a lot of stuff with media and then he um is not happy with his life he's not happy with the way his career is going he really loves comedy and wants to be a comedian mm. and you know so he finds himself kind of in a a spiritual and uh a job rut too okay okay and so like that's like the premise and then there's this other stuff going on in the background with his family uh, where he is not being the best dad that he can be because he's so focused on himself, you know, okay. right now. Okay. And so, uh, you know, it's a good feel-good movie. There's no cursing. There's no, you know, sexual stuff, nothing like that. So A-plus for that. Um, you know, the acting is a little... Uh, could, could use a little work. But... Um, but what I thought was interesting, and I was trying not to focus on this, but I, it just, I don't know what it was. It just, I was focusing on it and I was trying not to, but in the movie, he's married to a non-black woman. I, I don't know if she's white or Puerto Rican or what. I, I can't really make out what she is, but, um, but he's, he's a black married man? to a non-black woman and he's a black man and okay. he's married. He's in an interracial marriage in okay. the movie. Okay. And, but... I, w I was thinking, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe in real life, he's in an interracial marriage, you know? Mm. So when I looked on his bio, I was surprised to see that he's married to a black woman and, you know, they have five kids or, or whatever. So I don't know. It was just something about it since his, his, his fan base is largely white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against interracial marriage. Let me put that disclaimer on. But I was wondering, what was the motivation behind putting okay. him with a non-black female? Right. In when, where you have this figure whose fan base is largely white. Why couldn't they have told this story with him being married to a black woman? Yes. And I don't know if I, if it's maybe it's me because I'm a black woman that I paid attention to. And I was trying not to pay attention to. I was trying to actually, you know, okay, this is a movie. Just mm -hmm. pay attention to the movie. To but the I couldn't shake that. I couldn't yep. shake it because I felt like they could have told this story with him being married to a black woman. I'm confused. 
Right. And I, I kind of felt like, in my opinion, having this type of movie where, you know, I, I guess I wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have even mattered. I wouldn't even gave it a second thought if he was in real life in an interracial marriage. It wouldn't, have, I, I was like, okay, well, that's reflective of his real life. But why, why does that matter? Because he's an actor, so he's going to have to suppose. Well, but that's the thing. He's not an actor. In the context but, of the movie. Yeah, okay. In the context of the movie. But I just was wondering, is there, was there motivation behind it? Because I'm like, why wouldn't you put him with a black female right. when that's reflective of his is his real life and right. i understand it's a movie and right. i know that there are there are many movies where a character is you know has to be with someone of a different race or whatever in real life they may be with somebody in their own race i get it but when i i'm thinking about in terms of a christian film for some reason i was yes. just wondering what was the rationale behind that why couldn't you have told this story with a black family as a focus? I kind of yes. felt it was, to me, I kind of felt it was, we're going to tell this story, but we're yep. going to put some white people in here, many white people as we possibly can in this film and not make it as diverse as it could have been. Because yep. I felt like they could have told the same storyline using a black family as the focus. But for whatever reason, black, I, I mean, no, excuse me. For whatever reason, Christian Hollywood mm. doesn't like to even use us as their focus. Yes. Like I mean, unless you're Priscilla, unless you're Priscilla Shire or Karen Abercrombie, it just doesn't seem like Christian Hollywood wants to use black people as the focus. It just, yes. it, I mean, I'm looking at- Okay, is Christian Hollywood bankrolled by evangelicals? Because you, you'll have your answers right there. Okay, there you go. And maybe I, that's I'm, my I'm, answer. I'm, I'm, I just was wondering, I don't know. Is it petty of me to focus on that? No, it no. Is petty. But, but I just thought, I was like, okay, here's this black comedian who whose fan base is white, largely oh, white but Christian. That's, that's what you- And then you put him in this movie that I'm sure is made by, if I go and do my research, I'm sure it's made by white folks because the music in the stuff was largely Christian contemporary mm -hmm. uh, music that's playing in the background. And you have him married, put him in an interracial marriage. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't we have told this story with oh a black family? They're because they're uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I just... I don't know. It I, just I, I, I just I, I want to respect, put that out. I respect the, the way you feel. Part of me is like, why are you surprised about? <laughs> if this like joke, if this dude has been in four movies straight and they consistently did that, that's a that's like so like the, like fair. even that's even um, they're having the opposite issue with Disney animated fair or things like that. Not necessarily because um, Disney's over Mar uh, Marvel stuff and all that thing. Uh -huh. So the first African-American quote unquote princess in The Princess and the Frog, she has to be with someone who's not black. But you feel very comfortable having a black man as the villain. Mm. And so you're like, so everyone else has someone that reflects them. So, you know, except for Pocahontas, but there's a whole lot of issues with Pocahontas. I mean, even more so than that. So that's something separate, but 
Mm-hmm. Jasmine and Aladdin, they have each other. Mulan and her man have each other. You know, you see what I'm saying? Right, and right. So, and then, I didn't even think about that. I did not even <laughs> yeah. think about that. So the very first time you- The princesses are oh, not put with, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the only, the only other person would be Pocahontas who, who's not with someone of the same race. And so even, and, you know, people were trying to play that. Well, this is the first black Well, was he black? That. I mean, I thought the prince, was he supposed he was to? Because, I mean, it was based in Louisiana. So, you know, there's okay, a lot so, of mixing down there. Well, right. um, New Orleans. So, yeah. But the, the thing is, he was supposed to be from. But was he supposed to be a white dude? On top of, That's what I'm just wondering. Um, it, as close to white as possible. But he was supposed to be from Algeria. Mm. Okay. So, it's a place on top of Africa, in the top of part of Africa. Okay. But long time ago there's more middle eastern influence and things like that and so if you look at him he looks like a white dude with a slight tan or something so neither here nor there so there's that but then they started talking about doing this a remake of the little mermaid and Mm. they want to do it more in jamaica because sebastian the crab is jamaican so they want to have a black ariel but then they're going to have a white prince and so a lot of people are like okay well this is the second time we have a black princess and you guys aren't not so that there are some issues there they're like what are you mm. trying to program okay. what's 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 really good so it's like even even because you know jamaica and a lot of those places during the slave trade were founded by you know slave owners uh people from i can't remember who jamaica was found if it was the french the dutch or the british i think i think the british um and so it's like there's ways you could have gone you could have had mm-hmm. a biracial prince you, could, right. you know you can but they're still because they want to get harry styles for it and so a lot of people are starting to like harry's from one oh, direction are, yeah yeah as what? Who is he supposed to play? He's supposed to be the new prince for Ariel. Mm. And this so is the one. Okay, are, is this the one where the girls from uh, Chloe and Hallie or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those twin girls. Okay, so this is the one the for the the production that she's supposed to be in. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Harry Styles is supposed to be the prince. He was he was the leading at the time before COVID jumped off and all that stuff. He's like the. The, the big person that they were they were trying to get for that role. And a lot of people are like, now this is suspect. It's like, here you have an opportunity. Um, oh, to put a black male in the role. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, the thing is, if you're going to race spin Ariel, because actually I think that that original story is like French or something like that. But they were like, if you're going to race spin Ariel, you go ahead and race and the prince as well. Yeah. You have an opportunity. Okay. Similar to what you're saying, but you know, Disney cartoon, Disney fair, primarily, I guess, young white girls or young children. I mean, there's a lot of children who pay attention to watch it, but it's like, so here you have an opportunity if you quote unquote want to be woke or whatever, where you can have a black prince, a black prince, since you want to race bend Ariel and stuff. And so it reeks up, we kind of want some diversity, but we don't want too much because we got to sell in those Southern mm-hmm. states and this and that. And you know, it's this thing about the black male image. And so a lot of people are looking at it. So right now it's kind of in, I don't want to say development limbo or whatnot, but mm. it just, it's giving people pause. They're like, what are you, what message are you trying to say? This is the second time. So the first time, whether people liked it or not, they're like, okay, it is what it is. And not only that, she's not black most of the movie. That's another thing they even have to deal with a lot of African animations surrounding African Americans, most of the movie, they're not themselves. So you have The Princess hmm. and the Frog, where she was mostly a frog. Most oh, oh. Then, yeah, you're then right. You have, then you have this Will Smith, um, like Spies in Disguise, and Will Smith is a pigeon most of the movie. Then there's another DreamWorks movie coming up called Soul, where it <laughs> makes me laugh because the guy reminds me of Corey. It's this 
black jazz singer or whatnot. But within the first five minutes, he falls down a manhole and dies. So he's this little blue soul, you know, trying to talk to other souls and stuff. And people are saying, so now we're seeing a pattern where you can't have someone black consistently on the screen. Like you're constantly right. changing their color. You're constantly mm. Right. They're mm. the same thing about Zoe Saldana. That's good. They're, That's good. I didn't even think about it. They, they were saying, they're like, so yeah. poor Zoe Saldana, half the time, she doesn't, originally she didn't claim being black. She's like Afro-Latina or something like that. That's a whole nother thing. So I don't want to take any black people from the Latin area, take away their culture or anything, you know. Right. But they're like, for the most part, she's always a different color in her movies. She's green in Marvel. She's blue in Avatar. She's something else in another thing. And so they're like, so what? what's really, what's really going on? You, right. you start seeing consistencies and income. Well, and then also that's that's interesting that you brought up Zoe uh, Zaldania because uh, she also played Nina Simone which in a movie should, which, yeah, which that was, caused I, a great I didn't like that. I didn't Nobody like that. because I didn't like that. because the fact that she was not Nina Simone's skin color. You know, and they dark right, and, and it. Did, I mean, it she just doesn't even, she doesn't even have the look of. She doesn't have the mm-mm. body structure. She, she I, and, and personality you know, got, is not it there. Got, it caused a great, great controversy it, with that. Uh, now, I'd never seen the movie. I just I, remember when they were harping on it. I know yeah. it's on Hulu now. I think you can see it if you want. But to. her uh, Nina Simone's family did not authorize that. The people went ahead and did it anyway. And then they said the way they made Nina Simone look and act, um, that wasn't her, who she was. Mm-hmm. And, and along with that, I was like, we also have to be fair across the board because even though I love, um, what's his name, that um, he plays Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Okay, so Chadwick Boseman did a movie where he was supposedly Thurgood Marshall. We know what Thurgood Marshall looks like. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I mean, that's pivotal to Thurgood Marshall's character. He was a biracial man. He could actually make mm. it to that because he was passing or whatever. And I love Chadwick Boseman. I mean, he did a great job as yeah. um, as um, 42. He did a great job as um, the, the uh, you know, um, who am I thinking of for it? What's the brother's name? The singer. Uh, Why am I uh, with the firm. I'm black and I'm as a singer. Brown, which movie are you talking Brown, about? James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. James he did a great job as James awesome Brown. But now, at the same time, I have a problem with Will Smith trying to act as the Nigerian doctor who discovered the brain trauma of the mm. football things and all that stuff. I was like. Mm-hmm. Concussion. I was like, oh, that concussion. dude is a dark-skinned short man, and you look anything like that. I mean, a lot of people complain because it didn't do very well. A lot of Nigerians were just laughing, like, and his Nigerian accent was more of us like, guys, yeah, we have yeah. the picture. You know what these people look like. I yes. mean, and Will Smith, he was trying to vie for a, an Oscar or an Emmy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. But but so my thing is, okay, if we can do that, you know, uh, and that's a big thing right now in Hollywood is especially with animation and animated voices they're like okay guys we see that a lot of ethnic people have not been given the chance to do these things mm-hmm. and some people were trying to retort back well they're going with what who's the best actor or who's this and they're going with ha- who has the more talent and i'm like well, there's two things right we all know most of the time it's not what you know it's who you know so that's how a lot of people are getting these positions right second if you had given all these other actors more chance to act and do whatever, then their skills would probably be up to the level of such and such. So, you know, there are issues with 
um, this movie called Ghost in the Shell, where Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson was uh, essentially. I heard about that that controversy. So you have yeah. that because she's not Asian because they they. Right. What, what's what, like, it, so what it's supposed to be is like this Japanese lady's consciousness in a white lady's body, and people are like, and technically the problem is the line with a lot of Japanese animation, they draw a lot of their characters to look white, but supposedly they're supposed to be Japanese. They have Japanese names, speak Japanese, but you look at them, they look straight white. Right. I can totally understand like the (laughs) Catch-22 there. I'm like, you're, I mean, because I used to watch Japanese animation for years. Mm -hmm. And and they do that to appeal to Western audiences to watch the cartoons and all this. Right. But so it's a commercial ploy. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing is there was one Ben Affleck movie he did where I can't remember if it was an FBI movie or something like that. But the person in real life who they modeled that is a, is a Mexican man. And it's like, so the issue a lot of people are having with Hollywood is like, you want to have these issues of African-Americans and Mexicans as gangsters, vatos, gangbangers mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you have heroic roles that reflect real life ethnic people, you don't put them in there. And right. so, you know, it, it, uh, there's an issue there. 